Hello and welcome to Parental Guidance Something. Suggested. Yes. Yes, not Parental Guidance Something. <laughs> Suggested. Though, I mean, at least the acronym would still work. I know, it totally would. I'm Jane Ellen. <laughs> and I'm Adam Cravens. And this time we both saw... <clears throat> That is technically not part of the title. It's <laughs> being obnoxiously long, like 18-word title. Did they write out the lyrics to the song that doesn't have any words? Yeah, just a whole dun, 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 dun. I noticed toward the end, because the music is, you know, that music, and it was all very fast-paced, and there were a lot of bongos, so naturally I could not pay attention to anything but the bongos, so I was air bongoing to Jenna, and Anna Grace was air bongoing to her dad, thinking like, "Why is anyone else doing it?" Second, like bongo bongo. Speaking of the music during it, like, was it me or were there nods to Christopher Nolan's like Dark Knight score and the James Bond, like when he he's up on top of the building and you you hear the the Mission Impossible mm-hmm. riff like going through there, but you hear these horns come in and they are distinctly like 60s era James Bond, like the wah, 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 mm-hmm. wah. I did notice that. And, well, here, let's put it right up there. Um, Mission Impossible. Fallout. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> With another, Peter, just. Peter, never just mind what I was going to say. <laughs> Mission Impossible Juggernaut. <laughs> I mean, they're probably going to do another one. There's no reason that can't be the title. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I, in my mind, truly, I've been calling it Mission Impossible Skyfall because for some reason, Fallout and Skyfall. Well, I mean, there's falls in both skies. of them. And I, I mean, I guess both of them are about very unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Super agents. Yeah. So, I mean, it. Anyway, it's a good movie. Go see it. Okay. That's the short version. It is entertaining. It is that, yes. Um, And I just read something fascinating, and I truly, truly do believe this. Rotten Tomatoes, their website, they had the time. They haven't done this movie yet, but they went through every single Tom Cruise movie, and they figured he's running a 14 minute mile, and they counted. How, how, long how long he has run. Oh, yes. wow. <laughs> and then they made it into a video. It's like 18 minutes long. They just, they it's like Tom looped Cruise all running. the videos. Yeah. And then here's the science. The more Tom Cruise runs in a movie, the more money it makes. I'm done. Did I not suggest to you that he needs to do some yes. based on a true story? Like there is some athlete, an Olympic athlete that has done something like, I don't know which running competition like i don't i don't want to narrow it down there is somebody that has done something that is worthy of turning into at least an hour and a half two-hour movie easily and i, and I understand that tom cruise is nearing 60 but like but. if you can de-age like ian mckellen and patrick stewart for x-men 3 and or uh, Kurt michael douglas for Kurt Russell was beautifully um, de-aged any I'm, I'm just saying like any you can do that you can do that for Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. If there's a movie that he does nothing but run, I mean, you're talking about Avatar numbers. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Hmm. I'm sure his people are on it. And the thing about Tom Cruise running, as I have said on my show, it's like John Cusack in the rain. First of all, you expect it. And second of all, he, he looks, looks great. spectacular doing Like, when he is running over those rooftops. Oh, that's the best. Like, I'm just sitting there going... This guy is like 55, 56. Holy cow. Like, I, I mean, he's just moving. He is just like, like a gazelle. Did it even run in Risky Business? Because in Risky Business, he was kind of like just, you know, a tool. Now, I, I he probably had to run up to get that sock slide on the hard Oh, words. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, but, I mean, maybe, but you don't, I don't know, you don't see him doing the run, but he had to. But that guy, in order to, I don't see that guy. It's like that guy became, you know, the running man. Well, I mean, he didn't he didn't do an action film like a, a like an out and out like action movie, I think until the first Mission Impossible. Correct me if I'm wrong. I mean you had mm-hmm. like Top Gun, Days of Thunder, but I don't think of those as necessarily action movies. They're they're dramas that have Oh wait a minute. The um Day uh, the Days of Thunder? No. Yeah. Days of, no. Is that really no. an action movie though? 
I don't know. I it, just it's Top Gun. Top Gun NASCAR. Yes. 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 It's the identical plot to Top Gun, but in race cars. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, other than that, I can't think of one. I mean, he may have run with a briefcase a little in a Grisham movie, but you know. I'm so, like the first out and out action. I think was Mission Impossible. Okay. So that, well, and to know that he does like ninety five percent of his stunt work. I'm just watching it going, man, I I am out of breath and I'm not even a block. And like it's not it's not like he's doing most of this. I mean, some of it is on like a sound stage or mm-hmm. like you're going to have augment uh, augmented, you know, CGI like in the background. Like maybe they add like a building here or there, but for the most part he is doing this on set, like on on location, whatever. Like when you see him like fall down from a helicopter. That's pro- I mean, he's got some safety wires or something. Oh, of there, course. But that's Tom Cruise that you are seeing do that. Mm-hmm. Like, And, yeah, I've sat on a roof before, maybe walked slowly for a foot, but he's full tilt running. Oh, yeah. Like, running, running like Jason Voorhees is going to murder him mm-hmm. running. Yeah. It's just, I wish, I wish I didn't find him personally crazy. I mean, if he ever did try to chase us down, I'm going to tell you this. He'd catch us. Yeah. I think I'd just, I'd stop. Like, I wouldn't even run. I'd just be like, he will def. I've watched this man run in every Mission Impossible movie. Uh, I think he did it in The Firm. Now, here's Uh, what I want to know. Was was he just a natural runner, or did he have someone saying, okay, you've got to do the arms like this, otherwise you look stupid? I mean, because a lot of people, they look stupid when they run. I'm sorry, they do. I respect that you're running, but you look stupid. He doesn't. I, I think it's because he's not halfway do like he strikes me as an intense person. <laughs> like I, I, I can't imagine that like let's say he goes to McDonald's one day. <laughs> I can't imagine that he I want a Big Mac hey, and another hey, Big Mac. Right there. And I want you all to know <laughs> that you are doing an exceptional job. Exceptional hey, job. Hey, hey, cheese guy over there. Give can me three. I, can I Oh, can I stop you for one? Like, I'm betting it's it's like a 15 minute like seminar with Tony Robbins, seeing him order at McDonald's. Like, I I've never like I, said, I don't think this guy has chill. No, and like, I just see the crazy behind his eyes. You know. But again, I love apparently crazy behind the eyes. That's why we're not good runners. Ah, we don't have crazy behind the eyes. Okay, well, like now I feel better about you myself. and I. You and I see that, and we're just like, I'm gonna throw my feet up. Is there yeah. a recliner or like maybe a chair with some ergonomic like support? But no, no, that guy, he's like, there's a rooftop. I'm How far it. is the jump? <laughs> I can make a 16 foot jump, and we're just like, why do you know that? Now, on which part did he break his ankle? Um. It was a building to building jump. Like it's the oh, one that where he one. grabs. Okay. Yeah. Like he has to pull himself back up, but it made it into the the film because uh, uh, Kristen even she goes, "Is this where he broke his foot?" And I go, "Yeah, yep." And that's the take they used. Mm-hmm. I thought that that was when they went to that shot when they were um, down and shooting up as he was jumping over buildings. I thought that had to be the double, but. For the you you saw his face when he hurt his ankle, so That's, I don't know. That is probably the best way to see if someone is doing their own stunt. Like you, you can only kind of layer the face over like mm-hmm. CGI so well. Like there's a um, a scene in Jurassic Park, like that they had to map over somebody's face because the 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 stunt didn't go wrong, but like the stunt person looks up directly at the camera mm-hmm. because of the way they fell. And you can distinctly see that that is not that person anymore. Mm-hmm. And after, like, I, I want, like, let's say you've got a, a Blu-ray or a 4K or a DVD or what, whatever you've got. I watch all of that extra stuff. Like, oh, it yeah. fascinates me. The the commentaries, all of it. So, like, I see I see the Jurassic Park one, and they're, they're just going through the, it's like the anatomy of a scene or something mm-hmm. like that. But the the more that you look at that kind of stuff, because the casual film goer isn't, I don't think they really care or know. Really, but I, I, this is what I understand. I guess. I, I'm not. I haven't been casual film goer <laughs> since I was I don't know five. Let's say. <laughs> um. 
But the fact that, like, when you start looking at this stuff and just going, that is definitely him doing it. And, like, you can, when the wide shots, like, pan into, like, a close-up, mm-hmm. like, Cruz really, and, and again, I, I know he's nutty as a fruitcake, but, wow, like, he's just the, the commitment to the films that he makes. Like, I love watching Tom Cruise movies. You know, if he ever wanted to be a cult leader, that, oh, man. I'm, I'm Well... Let me rephrase. Yeah. If he ever wanted to start his own, own cult. There you go. Then um, I can totally see yeah. why people would be sucked into the Kool-Aid there. It's like, and you're going to love it. It's going to be great for all of us. It's like, it will be, it would won't be, it? I'm t- it'd be like being on the Oprah Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm not, I'm not a culty person either, but like, I'm... I can see this in my head with yeah, oh, no yeah. problem. <laughs> Vividly. It, it is in it's it is believable. it is in 1080p in my head right now. Tom Cruise starts his own cult. Okay. We saw if that. If I saw that headline, I I wouldn't I wouldn't I don't think I'd even I'd even click on it. I'd just go. Hmm. I'd nod my head slowly and then I'd I'd just continue scrolling. Unlike the headline that I have to go back and click on, I my spouse found it. And I believe it said something like, not Bigfoot fan fiction is a thing, but Bigfoot on Bigfoot action is a thing oh dear. for people who, they like to read stories about Bigfoot no, I and know other big going. feet. Yeah. I don't know how to say it. But there's some headline, Bigfoot's if you search it. Bigfoot's. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I really would keep scrolling there. I'd just be like, nope, nope, no, no, I don't even want to accidentally click on that. No, no, no. If the FBI ever has to raid my computer, I do not want that on the search history. Mm -hmm. They'll be like, all right, well, we see this here, Mr. Cravens, but uh, Bigfoot on Bigfoot action, what's that about? And I'll be like, (laughs) I, I, and they're like, you, you are under oath. Like, understand. Shane told me. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't look at the Bigfoot on Bigfoot. (laughs) Now. <laughs> It'd be like that scene in Henderson True Lies. Does Hollywood. <laughs> like when they pull in, uh, not Dennis Quaid, who was, who was the, the one in True Lies? Oh, uh, Tom Arnold. The, the, well, Arnold. Who? Arnold Schwarzenegger and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis and Tom Arnold. And they pull, who is it that they is messing around with Jamie Lee Curtis, though? He's uh, the car salesman. Oh, I cannot oh, think of his oh. name right here. Yeah, I don't know. Some other and guy. Anyway, that, that scene where, like, he just, he comes clean without, the, like, they're not even torturing. He's, yeah, he's the, goof, he's, the goofy He's just guy. like, I have to lie to chicks to get them to be with him. That, that scene, mm-hmm. that's, that's what I'm thinking of right yeah, now. Yeah, I can see that. So, if you would like to perhaps look at film a little differently, the way Adam and I do, I, and I am so proud I've raised my children this way. I'm sure you're infecting yours as well because mine cannot watch a film without the commentary. And you can tell that Cruz is doing so many of his own stunts because if he wasn't, he'd be wearing a helmet. And there are little tells like that. And he'd be wearing a helmet even when it's super close. And you can, there are parts that's like, wow, he. He actually put his foot down. He knows how to ride a motorbike. Things like that. So, well, like I was watching the uh, what was not, not Ghost Recon. What is the name of the movie right before Ghostbusters? This? Nope. No nope. Ghost Protocol. Go, okay, it was Ghost Protocol, and then Rogue Nation. Okay. Okay. I was listening to the commentaries on that, and like he starts kind of like breaking down like how all of this started and. What goes into? He's like, I trained for a year and a half. I believe it to do the, and I'm just like that. That guy would absolutely do that. Like he took an hour. Like let let's say that you know, forty years of your life. I'm like he took one fortieth or more of his life learning to do what amounts to three minutes of screen. Mm-hmm. I'm like that is commitment. And I wonder how much gajillion dollars he got from it because I commit for that too. Well, I I know that because he is also one of the producers. Oh yeah, like on it, he's got I, and, back and I believe money. he. The reason why he is always, the, besides the fact that the movies continue to make money, I believe he own he is one of the ones that owns the rights to the the Mission Impossible franchise. Oh, like, okay, 
through it was Cruz Cruz Wagner was the ones that bought it back mm-hmm. when Paula Wagner was working with it. But now that he produces them by himself, I I think he so not only does he get paid up front for just being Tom Cruise, he's mm-hmm. also a producer on it. So like he gets more points out of like the overall like I guarantee you this guy has cleared two hundred million, like hundred and fifty, two hundred million dollars from the Mission Impossible movies. Easy. Each one. I I don't know about each one, but like mm. I, over time, he is. I'm saying like he is making some RDJ money yeah. off these movies. Oh, like, name me another sequel he's done besides what is it that Jack Reacher? Mm. Which I, I will do bet like you, Jack Reacher. I will stuff. bet you he also owns yeah. a piece of that. Now here, because we actually have to talk about the movie, sure, and we'll we even can. talk about Hotel Transylvania three because uh, we can. Uh, anyway, um, for real this time, Adam actually saw it. So this is the point in our show where I wonder, except for Wendy, is anyone actually still with us? Because I'm totally invested. I I think it's 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 kind of like an an artisan um, bit of woodworking. Mm-hmm. You and I have a very specific hole that we will go down yes. <laughs> on a, a movie. And it's not for every like it's not Siskel and Ebert at the movies. Like no. it's not it's not this casual like thing that you can just pick up and understand. Like at points I'm sure they're just they're sitting there going, Are they speaking in Latin? <laughs> I don't Which I don't I understand. Also know. I don't understand that. Like <laughs> was part of that in Klingon like it. <laughs> Whomever is we vested, hadn't mentioned Star Trek. Whomever is vested now. in this, like I guarantee you, it's it's fascinating for them. But much in the same way that say Deadpool was not made for my mother, like she just that's not her her cup of tea. Mm-hmm. It, it, and yet it is ours. This is this is not a like the 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 viewership for Friends. Mm-hmm. Like that was a show that seemed to encapsulate many many a person's. A bit of attention in the nineties. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't think necessarily that that is us. Oh, but I know friends. I loved Friends, really. Well, I did because I can go both ways. Star but, Trek, but Star I'm Wars. saying like Friends was popular because everybody everybody can digest. You're gonna that. love this. So I remember watching the pilot with my spouse, right? And he said, "Well, that was just okay, but this is going to be a huge hit." And I said, just okay. I found it mildly amusing, which I think is a step higher than just okay. And there were moments on Friends that I, Joey wearing the turkey on his head, it's just, there was it's comedy. A, it's, a, it's a fun, it is a fun show. I'm yes. not, I'm not disrespect. Like, I was of the, the Seinfeld camp. Oh, when yeah. That was, that was on. But like, the, the friends of mine that were definitely like much further into Nine oh two one oh. Then that didn't yeah. watch it. Didn't care. I it, it it did not speak to me. I knew it was a zip code, and that was it. So yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, the point is, we've seen it. We enjoyed it. I did think it ran a little long. I thought I I wanted to see. I guess this is my flaw. I wanted more quips i didn't think it was as funny as it could have been i felt like in ghost protocol there it was just a a teeny bit funnier you know well keep in mind that that is also a different that's a different filmmaker as well the uh-huh. thing that i have always kind of appreciated about these movies and i think it's the reason why you can have a franchise that's what 20 22 years is that right the movie 1996 the, oh 1996 would have been the first Film in this franchise. I was saying, wasn't it on in the '60s? But anyway, the well, the the yes. Tom Cruise starring Mission yes. Impossible movies. It's 22 years in. Name me another film franchise that has maintained the same lead, um, a lot of the same actors, like that. That's went that long. And again, no reboots, no recasting. Like Iron Man. Well, I mean, 2008. I'm just oh. like hmm. you, you. Don't see a franchise keep. The same people. And like Brian De Palma did the first one. Um, John Woo did the second one, which I, I really think it's the it's the redheaded stepchild of the mission. I hate the second one. 
But the first one is hilarious because it is so hard to follow, and I find joy in that. For for a summer movie, I will agree it was labyrinthine. Yes. But, like, the people I saw it with, because I, I saw it in the theater, and I was, I would have been in 10th grade, I think. Um, I see it in the theater, and they're all just like, that didn't make any sense. And, like, in the back of my head, I'm just like, you're all a bunch of idiots. Oh, yeah. But I don't I don't say that. But I'm, for a summer film, like, because I think Independence Day also came out mm-hmm. that summer, I believe. If, if not, it was, like, the summer before. Independence Day ain't hard to digest. I mean, that's no. that's that's a bologna sandwich with like off-brand mayonnaise. Like it's, <laughs> I mean, it, there's there's explosions, but like th- th- you're not curious. Oh, he- say it, say it. Oh hell no! Yeah, I love no, that. No, no. Oh, that reminds me. We uh, will talk about this on our binge or cringe. But for Will Smith's fiftieth birthday in September, he has a TV show on YouTube, and you know what he's going to do in September? He's going to bungee jump into the Grand Canyon, off of the Grand Canyon, over the Grand Canyon. I guess into it. I don't know. And I would have to say, oh, hell no. Especially not for my 50th birthday. No, 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 no. Anyway, I digress. So. Okay. Second one. Like, redheaded step. Like, it's it's almost a parody Mm -hmm. of... It's like the Naked Gun, but instead of having Leslie Nielsen, like people don't realize it's a parody because it stars Tom. Cr- but like he's taking like his bike up on one wheel, the front wheel, and he's just—I mean, he is just sniper shotting. Like every- there is no way that I think there at one point, like they they do a flying kick with motorcycles at the end. Yeah. Like it's just it's. It's preposterous and not in the way that the later movies are. It's just stupid. I hate that movie. I, again, I like watching the action sequences and I could probably enjoy the first two movies with just, I just want to see the action sequences. I've watched other John Woo movies, like all of the doves and all this, like it's. It's like every day he woke up, had some coffee, snorted a line of coke, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to woo this thing. Oh, I'm going to woo it. And it's, well, what I love about John Woo is he's so fun to parody. Yes. And I just. He he definitively is. (laughs) The the films as they are now are really, I guess, what the. I guess um, Rogue Nation. Your formula. I I think J.J. Abrams is the one. Oh, yeah. The the you ground Ethan Hunt to a mm-hmm. certain degree, like you personalize him. That's when you had uh, Michelle Monaghan added as his then wife. Mm-hmm. Um, you add I th- Simon Pegg is added there. Uh, yes, and you, I could have heard more Simon Peggisms. Like, and to this day, he is still J.J. Abrams is still producing those mm-hmm. movies. I think you've almost got that situation with like. All right, you have Mario Brothers, Mario Brothers 3, and Super Mario World. Mario World is probably the best of those three games. Mm -hmm. But you can't get there without the original Super Mario Brothers. And I think that's what Mission Impossible 3 is. The that film is the one where kind of JJ laid out and he goes, This is what these movies need to be because one and two are Tom Cruise movies. Mm-hmm. The Mission Impossible franchise now is an ensemble piece. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's about the team. It's and it not, needs to be. And I like I said, three is the one where that happens. And I think you almost kind of perfect the the formula that they use now in Ghost Protocol. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that is the quintessential Mission Impossible movie, or at least the way that the movies have been since, what was that, 2011? Mm-hmm. And and that one, well, that, that one still remains my favorite. Um, uh, Done by Brad Bird, who also gave us Incredibles 2. Yeah, well, this year. there you go. Like I said, the three, three I don't think is the best, but I think it's the movie that owes really the the franchise's longevity which one has the scene everyone knows where tom cruise is lowered into the thing into the thing that's the, the first one when he when he does sweat when he does and he's like that's the first one he's oh. completely like he's yeah. almost hitting the floor like you can't really i'm doing i'm doing that in the i know so right is that you can't you can't see me doing it but i was i was pantomiming it the the first one because i rewatched it with the girls to try to okay i wanted to mess with them just because it's so hard to follow. If I mean, if you're just not paying attention, it's very easy to go, what? 
And uh, and I wanted them to see that scene in context, really, because that is a scene where he's trying to get the you'll see it over and over from the, the CIA, yeah. I think. Yeah. And it is a great scene. But um, that's really all I remember from the movie other than the stupidity. Well, it's I mean, honestly, like I would I would call that scene iconic. Like, yes, whenever, absolutely. Whenever like. Cruz ends up killing himself on the set of one of the Mission Impossible movies doing an insane stunt. And later that year, they they do the in, in memoriam mm-hmm. like yeah. for for Tom Cruise. That scene will yeah. be like you're going to have the um, the risky business slide. You'll have the scene in Jerry, Jerry Maguire at the yeah, very end. Complete me. Like the, you had me at yeah. like you'll see that in there. And like the scene from the first Mission Impossible. Is, and there'll be a lot of running in that, yeah. that montage. You know, and I thought iconic when he was running across that rooftop. I thought this rivals that because it really sums up these movies and Tom Cruise, the running. And uh, he's the running man. He should remake the running man. I'm surprised he hasn't. He I, probably, I just don't or understand. He looks at that title and he's just like, running? My, I my, should my, do my this. God, why, 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 why has no one brought this to my and attention? And I really want him to remake Forrest Gump. Or at least Mama just, says, life is like a box of chocolates! That would be... <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just tell you right now, fascinating. Like, I, I don't want to say it's a good idea, but my goodness, <laughs> my eyes would be glued. <laughs> I want to see that. It's so much. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> I, you you were mentioning I think earlier about like the length of the film. Chris McQuarrie who wrote and directed the last two of these. Like if you will go back through his filmography, this is exactly what a summer film, a summer like big, big budget blockbuster did. Usual Suspects, like mm-hmm. I believe he wrote at least the first Jack Reacher. Um, he directed that one, which I, if I'm f- remembering, is his first like direct, like feature film um, directing job. Which Cruz, as often as he likes to use him, is was probably in his head his tryout. Mm-hmm. For Mission Impossible, wanted to see if he could do like a smaller budget film. He also, um, I think, Ghost wrote large parts before he got screen credit for Valkyrie. Like Cruz loves this guy. Mm-hmm. Like they have done a ton of stuff together. Not to mention, like McQuarrie's just done an interesting amount of just film. If, if you haven't seen Usual Suspects, watch it. Like, and it kind of plays like a smaller budget version of what he's done. There's. There's a lot of twists and turns and a, a lot of faking you out. And the, the great thing that this movie does, and it's not just like the the narrative that they're faking you out with, the the little tricks that you will use in a movie, like like intensifying like the music. Um, when they sell it to the audience, the reason why you're so surprised um, if you don't see it coming or if you if you don't just stop and go, wait. That's not that's not going to happen in this movie. He will also start trying to fool you with like the 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 way the score is playing. Like maybe it's getting really tense or maybe maybe like it's getting really quiet and you're sitting there going because all of these these tropes and different things that you always expect in a movie like the the ah oh, hell nah mm-hmm. from like Will Smith or like you 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 think Dwayne Johnson is definitely going to save the day? Oh, like, he has to. You you want to kind of play with your audience's perception, and that's what this film keeps doing. Mm-hmm. Um, like the uh, I I I I don't want to sell too much uh, of the um, the scene where Alec Baldwin yes. is is in there. Yes, and you've got you have people just constantly. That scene just keeps turning on who you think has the advantage. Hmm. Um. The girls and I had a lot to say during that scene. It was like a lot. The boys that that was um, at least one of them identified that 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 was his favorite scene. He's like, you just you didn't know who had the upper hand. I was like, it was a brilliant McQuarrie writes like people play chess, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Like it's they're they're very deliberate in their moves. And if you don't pay attention to what he's doing, he'll he'll usually like let you know what he's going to do if you're paying attention to it. Now, 
I'm going to change this movie for you okay. with these two remarks. Right. Okay, one probably won't change it. I, I don't want to give anything away. This is kind of a mild twist, but there were two actresses that looked so much alike. When a picture is shown me, it's like, uh, stand right there. What's that about? Oh, that's is that supposed to be someone else? So that happened. And the girls are like, what is... We had, the, the two actresses looked so much alike to us. Was that uh, on purpose? Was that to mess with us? Or did a happenstance? Did you not find that the female leads looked so much alike? They, if, if you will look at a lot of uh, directors, they will cast women and men that have very similar... Like, go back and, and look at the kind of women like Tim Burton... Wants to cast, and I, or I how Hitchcock always yeah. had the cool blonde. I'm saying like they they almost like a a particular like line on the face, mm-hmm. like a particular color of the hair. That doesn't surprise me that he would. There, I, I don't know if it's an intentional thread or a through line, but I, I, I noticed it as well. But a lot of directors sometimes they will cast the same people, mm-hmm. and sometimes they will just. I, I think. In their head, they they have that type of person. They're like, I want the person that looks like that. Well, you can't have Michelle Pfeiffer. We'll get. <laughs> then I need somebody that looks like mm-hmm. Michelle Pfeiffer. Like, oh, yeah. kind of, kind of like that. Okay. Well, for for us, um, a picture of someone was shown, and it's like that. That's her, right? I, I don't know why this is coming up. So that was mildly confusing, but we got over it quickly. For me, my biggest distraction in the film was. One of the uh, CIA guys, right. uh, oh, geez, he kept saying his name over and over. What was his name? Walker? Yeah. Texas Ranger. Walker? No, okay. That's, no. His name is Walker. Nope, not Texas okay. Ranger. <laughs> so to me, and I knew it wasn't him, but every time they show Walker, I'm seeing Jake Johnson, who is Nick Miller on New Girl and in Jurassic World. He's the guy with the computers who's wearing the Jurassic Park t-shirt. He's the sarcastic one. When you see Henry Cavill in the movie, you think of Nick Miller. No, I think of him like all buffed out and stuff. I, you know, like maybe <laughs> for a minute, I thought he Chris Pratted, <laughs> and I thought, oh, I didn't know he was in. The, like, huh? I don't yeah. think that's wait, him. No, wait a minute. Henry Cavill's like six four. Like I don't. Uh, they both had, you know, beards. Yeah. That's exactly where I was going. (laughs) And so, as I thought that, my mind was rewriting it and having it, (laughs) the Nick Miller character being Walker. (laughs) It was a whole lot funnier. The the other week when we did Tag, Nick Miller was the Mm -hmm. name I could not think of off the Ah, top of my head. But I'll tell you right now, that movie drastically changes if you replace Henry Cavill. Really? With Nick Miller. (laughs) Jake Johnson. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it was just distracting, and then I had to say several times, "Didn't he look like that guy?" And he's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." You're, you know, you're just confusing me now. Jurassic World, the guy, the funny one at the party. Anyway, so yes, Mission Impossible. I'm going to say. Because there was a point where I thought, oh, why don't they just do something? That didn't last too long. And for me, I would say the last 45 minutes I enjoyed more than the beginning. And I, I think it's because it annoyed me that I didn't, I didn't get to hear the music. So it hadn't started. I, I'm, I'm curious if you felt any of this as well. And it especially when they're doing like the prisoner-like exchange, mm-hmm. did... Did this movie not feel a little bit like The Dark Knight to you? Having only like, seen this, I know you're not going to believe this. I've only seen The Dark Knight once, though I know, and I thought it was brilliant. But um, I just haven't seen it again. So I can't, I cannot truthfully I, I say. I really feel like this, and, and I know I, I made uh, reference to it earlier, like even parts of the score sound like The Dark if. If the director and producers Walks like a duck. did not like examine some of like Nolan's Batman movies mm-hmm. before this, like 
it like even the the prisoner exchange, some of the musical cues, like putting your your character out there and like throwing like personal things at having a character that just wants to to destroy him from the inside. I, I I don't know if it was a peripheral thing, if it was an intentional thing. I'd be inter- like, I'm going to listen to the the commentary, yeah, of course, whenever it comes out. But I would like to hear what they were thinking about while they were making this, because even um, with Rogue Nation, they would tell you parts, and they're like, "Well, we were looking at like the Dirty Dozen here, or mm-hmm. we were we were intentionally trying to homage this moment in that film." Like, and it's just it's McQuarrie and. Tom Cruise just breaking down every scene in the movie going and see yeah, this that's is what, what I love about movies yeah I can I can love a movie for a story on the one hand so when I was a kid and I saw Wizard of Oz it was like oh, you know and it was but I love it more knowing that I watch it and see the backstory they chose this because and so I try to provide that commentary to my children because uh, I do think less of you as a conversationalist if you don't know the obscure trivia. Although I know no one else knows it. I know this. But I feel genuine joy noticing these things. I, I have sitting on my shelf at home uh, w- without me having counted them. I'll guarantee you. 17 biographies on Steven Spielberg's that analyze all of his filmography. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this stuff just I, I want to know how you did it. Like I, I want to know like how the magic trick is done. Like I want to know what made you go with this writer. I I want to understand. You know th- this was the the original way the scene was done, but because like. We didn't have this option. We then had to go. I like hearing about alternate like casting decisions. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love like, those. Okay, Mission Impossible 3 was initially supposed to come out or start shooting sometime around 2002, 2003. It was going to be, um, I think Scarlett Johansson was supposed to um, play the character that eventually went. You had all of this like alternate Stuff like with the film going, but the the director who did um, he did a team, and well, I I cannot think of his name right now. Something happened with him along the way, and he decided to drop out of filming. Mm-hmm. So it pushes it back to two thousand six. Tom Cruise like is was apparently a big fan of Alias. Had had he not had the director that was initially going to do it not have backed out. He would never have like started marathoning Alias. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have hired J.J. Abrams. J.J. Abrams doesn't eventually take over producing. Like stuff like that just fascinates me mm-hmm. about film. Just going well, if you would have had like you know this is the original actor we wanted, but we couldn't get him, so we ended up going like with it. I I love hearing yeah. about that stuff. Like I I just I want you know my stories within a story, or when I watch my favorite scene. I can I can tell you how they made the sandwich. Like I can tell you where like the bread is from like I just it that kind of stuff is is what my mind just latches on to. To us, a yeah. movie is an onion. It just they're, they're not everybody like onion. It's not a two hour experience really for me. If, it, if it's the right movie, it's a lifetime experience. Like back yes, to correct. Back to the Future. It's my favorite movie that's ever made. Like I I have read every book that has been published about it. Like Robert Zemeckis, I I have also have like probably an equal amount of books about him mm-hmm. at my house. I I know about like Disney, Disney, um, Universal. Like nobody wanted that movie. Like Disney didn't like the whole kind of odd thing where his mom is in love with him. They're like that's a little. That's <laughs> they were hilarious. like that's too much for us. But like you get to Universal, who had recently produced Animal House, and they're like, that it's too tame for mm-hmm. us. Why don't you go talk to Disney about it? Like nobody wanted this thing, and then Spielberg even offered to produce that for him. But Robert Zemeckis, who had had Spielberg produce his last two movies, he goes, "If I do that, he goes, no one in this town will think I can get a movie made without you." So he goes off, does Romancing the Stone with Michael Douglas. Mm-hmm. It becomes a huge success. And then he comes back and he goes, listen, you were the one that believed in me. I, I want you on this movie so that when it's a success, 
you and I get to benefit from this. And I've at least proven to people I don't have to have you pulling pulling the strings like behind there. Mm-hmm. I just like I said, stuff like that, or the the fact that like Eric Stoltz was Marty McFly for several weeks mm-hmm. before they realized he's a great he's a great actor, but he's not funny. So you have Michael J. Fox like doing double time working family ties during the days mm-hmm. and back to the future for at least the first several, I think first month or so of film. Like that stuff fascinates me. Yeah, me too. And there are there are movies that I get endless joy watching. And for for people who don't reread books or who don't rewatch movies and things, I don't understand. I'm now watching the entire season of Thirty Rock for the fourth time. The whole thing, because I wanted the girls to learn timing, and now Jenna said, "Well, now I have to see it from the beginning." It's like, well, okay, blurg. Like you can't. Every project will not be one that you can analyze and like just just dissect over like a lifetime. Mm-hmm. But if you get the right movie, like I said, you can have like there's there's at least five films that like I could pick up watch. Like and and not not to, I wouldn't be bored with it. Like I I would I just could write be, a thesis on it. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, wish someone would ask me to do that. Will they give me some sort of degree? Will it help us be healthier and wealthier? I would with this knowledge. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I don't know that it would really change my life in any way, but I would like to be able to start this show calling us like Doctor like <laughs> Doctor Cravens and uh, Doctor Doctor Ellen over here. Um, just. DFA, of course, uh, a doctor of fine arts, but But it would be like it would maybe give some kind of legitimacy, like yes, to to our knowledge. We do have vast knowledge, but like if you're and and I'm not, I'm not downgrading like neurosurgeons or like anybody saying that you don't deserve your title of doctor. You most certainly do, but I'm saying like I know a lot about film, and I would just like somebody to recognize. Yes, that's it. My my authority on these things. Respect my authority. That's that's all I'm saying. Maybe it's not doctor. Maybe maybe you create a different title so it doesn't make doctors that are really doctors. Look, you know, they made Bill Cosby a doctor and then undoctored him. They uh, can make yeah. us a doctor. Well, <laughs> just give me his doctor. <laughs> you know, he, he can't use it now. I don't know. Uh, I'm not even going to. It's like an. Like the, the the honorary Oscars you get. Yeah. When like, they're like, listen, you've made great movies for 40 years, but you didn't win one. Here, you know what? Here you go. Yeah. Here you go. You have a lot of knowledge about things that are useless in the real world. So we want to reward you for that, seeing as you'll, you're clearly not making a living and you're, making these things you talk about. But at the very least, you have a title now. It's really all we ask. It's, I mean, Every time I fill out a captain form. captain in as much as Captain Jack Sparrow. Yeah. Was a captain. He wasn't in the Navy. Like, he didn't earn the title. He didn't go up through the ranks. He had a boat. So he called himself captain. Yes, I concur. That's I, something along those those lines. We need to work on that. Anyway, uh, quickly, seeing as last time we did a review of Hotel Transylvania 3 without having seen it, now that you have seen it, was our review too kind? I, I think it was pretty much spot on. <laughs> like and I don't I I I understand the audience that this is made for and the kids did enjoy it. Really? But uh, all of them um I think maybe maybe not all on the same level of enjoyment but as a as a kids film and Mason is the oldest at 12. Um I I think he he probably enjoyed it in as much as like he got refillable drink and popcorn yeah and there there was a movie like yeah i don't think it's one that whenever like he has his own kids that he will have to yes revisit like this film just be like (laughs) i I remember remember the day (laughs) this isn't that movie like i think it was it was something they got to see um at the theater they got to eat popcorn like it's not no, a memory. It's the one when where his kids are older and they're talking about Adam Sandler and they'll go, there was a third one of those? Go, I think, yes. They'll go, oh, yeah, yeah. there was. I saw you know what? The I saw that in the theater. And that'll be the next time he'll think of it. And, like, <laughs> I, I, 
there were some interesting tidbits in it, like, and the the thing that really struck me because I quit paying attention to the movie <laughs> at one point, and I was sitting there thinking, like, this is based on Bram Stoker's Dracula. The film starts like several, several like, or at least a hundred or so years after the fight between like Van Helsing mm-hmm. and Dracula that would have that the original novel would have covered. And I don't know if Adam Sandler's character is supposed to be Dracula or his grandpa Vlad is that Dracula. Well, that's Vlad the Impaler. Vlad the Impaler was not the Dracula in the Stoker right. novel. Well, Bram Stoker's Dracula didn't have a grandfather that was a vampire <laughs> either. That's why I'm saying, like, I don't know exactly. Wait, is there a Nosferatu on this? I I don't I don't know. I, I, I haven't seen it. I, I, I don't pay a lot of attention to these movies. Anyways, I was sitting there going... I would like to see their take on Bram Stoker's Dracula. Like, because Van Helsing is in this movie, which is what made me start thinking about it. Just going, like, okay, like the uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Like, he was in this? No. But he he did Bram Stoker's Dracula in what, 92? Something like that? I want them to cover that, that era of Dracula, but I want them to use the Hotel Transylvania characters in it. Well, maybe that's because it's a TV show now on Netflix. So maybe I, I don't ever plan to watch it, but maybe, maybe they've it's already there. covered yeah, it. Maybe well, they have. And the reason, again, why I was also Mel Brooks plays Vlad, which is worth it. And I'm sitting there going, I remember what this guy did with young Frankenstein. What if they let Mel Brooks do an animated Bram Stoker's draft? And obviously, like, you don't like lay into the darker elements I like, guess. of it. But wouldn't you watch that? Oh, totally. Mel Brooks starring as Dracula in like an animated like so, that. That's I was trying to find it. I was like, what would make you watch this? What would make it interesting for you? And I'm like, well, a get rid of all this other stupid crap. Leave Mel Brooks yeah. because Mel Brooks. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, the original story that interests me. And I mean, like, it probably never happens. Probably. But as a it child, might. I also never thought I'd see a Spider-Man movie, and there's like six of those now. See? And oddly enough, today I I, I introduced some Mel Brooks to uh, the children. Only the younger wouldn't come in the room because she was organizing pencils or something stupid. Mel Brooks. I realize you're listening to this at a different time, but for us, as we record this, it is the day before the first full day of school for our kids. And mine get anxious. So what did I do? High anxiety. I just played I really... the Mel Brooks song <laughs> and showed it to them. <laughs> I, I feel bad that sometimes I will reference movies and that will interest the kids. And then they just like, I, I love the movie Blazing Saddles. Like <laughs> it's a film that could not be made today. There's no, no. studio that would greenlight that. If you haven't seen Blazing Saddles, and you're not offended easily, watch Blazing Sa- <laughs> it, It's Gene Wilder uh, with Mel Brooks direct. It's just, it, it, it's... Oh, he's going to do it. It's sublime. <laughs> he's going to do it. Okay, anyway. Oh, wow. Uh, so, yeah. Do what he say. Do what he say. <laughs> Uh, So, yeah, it was important to me. And I I want to show them High Anxiety, the movie, but I want them to appreciate it. So I just haven't shown them Vertigo and some Hitchcock films because you have to in order to understand the language of that. That's why I haven't shown them Young Frankenstein, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. I want them to see the original uh, Frankenstein. I was going to say the original Young Frankenstein. Uh, Frankie. The original uh, film. And I also want them to see Gods and Monsters, which I thought was fascinating. And that is um, Gandalf and George or, or of the Ian Jungle. McKellen. Gandalf and George and of Brendan the Jungle. Frazier. <laughs> and Frazier. No, there's a movie right there. <laughs> and, and it's George about the making Shep. of it. George, George, George of the Jungle. <laughs> there's a gnat in here. I want to kill it. But I'm not Renfield, so I just want to just think of me as Renfield or grabbing Miyagi. at the bug. <laughs> anyway, so um, Hotel Transylvania 3, if you are 12 and under or maybe 8 and under, you'll probably get or, a lot of pleasure out of it. If if you are the parent um, 
Uh, don't don't take any NyQuil before because this mm. film is going to make you drowsy. Yeah. But uh, I, I guess you'd say it's not essential oh, to wow. see. No. No. <laughs> like, I mean, even if this thing is on Netflix, like, watch something else on Netflix. <laughs> like, I, back in the day, like, I, I was the one that was watching, like, Happy Gilmore and Billy Madison, like, in theaters, back when Sandler didn't have an audience. Mm-hmm. Like, that Sandler, I enjoyed. But, like... I don't know, circa Big Daddy or somewhere around there. Like I was just, I guess when the mainstream, I liked it when he was my find. Ah, like I, I like, but around the time I guess that everybody, like around Waterboy or something like that, when when everybody else is like, oh, this guy's funny. I'm like, no, this. What do you pe- listen? I've been I've been here for a while. You, you listen here, <laughs> a little Nikki. Anyway, so. <laughs> I'm crazy spoonhead man. We're going to leave you with this. Mission Impossible is fun. And uh, I think you should see it big. I f- Find the largest screen that you can. Mm-hmm. I saw it twice over the weekend. And I, I also ended up seeing it the second time in 3D. After I saw that helicopter chase and the motorcycle mm-hmm. chase, I was sitting there just going, this has to look spectacular in 3D. Did you get the A-list thing? Are you doing yes. that? Yes. Oh. Yes. So uh, we just only have the AMC theater here, and so you've got the A-list. So you get, what, three? You can see up to three films a week. It's nineteen ninety nine a month. Like, And with a we, – we went to see it on Thursday during the preview screening, mm-hmm. which would have been $10. And then I saw a 3D um, of it on Sunday. Like, So that right there – that would have been that, that would have been the twenty dollars mm-hmm. like that it took if you just if you're adding it up like that, um. It, it's it's worth. I mean, I I see these for like purpose. Like I I have to to cover them later in a podcast. But that that's a good deal. Even though you would see them anyway. But still. true story. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, I I was thinking that you had gotten it. So well, now I mean, who doesn't? There's no excuse for you to see Mamma Mia too. There, <laughs> There's plenty of excuses for me not. <laughs> I will ju- I will use up my three movies in that week before I see. You know what? Maybe we should see that one together. I think that's the only way you're going to be certain that I showed up for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so have fun at the movies. Uh, what's coming? At- the next one is Christopher Robin. Is that the next big I one? I think that's August 3rd. Yeah. yeah, it's beginning of August. So yeah, find, what's, what's find- coming out this weekend? Nothing. Obviously nothing of worth because I did not put it in my calendar. <laughs> so it's nothing that I there's, really wanted to see. There's something coming out. I'm sure I will watch something. something. Yes, certainly. But yeah, okay. find, find the biggest, large, like, go see this puppy on IMAX 3D. Like, okay. it is, it's that type of movie. We, You and I have discussed, there's some film, like Equalizer, was mm-hmm. not one that you necessarily needed to rush out, see it in a theater with, like, big, beautiful, like, surround sound, like, Mission Impossible Fallout is the film you want it to be a communal experience mm-hmm. and you want to see this thing like if they're if they if they had a screen that you could see from space like the wall of China <laughs> see it hmm. on that screen. Okay. Excellent. Thank you so much for listening. Uh if you've been jogging the entire time you're Good prob- for you. You're probably dead. <laughs> Good because, for you. <laughs> because this, this has been a while. Like I, we have a lot to say. It wasn't jogging. It was probably a marathon. <laughs> glad you glad you got those ten miles in. Way to go. Great job. Proud of you. Keep it up. I ran a five k. <laughs> anyway, we're going to do this again next week. This is parental guidance suggested. I'm Jane Ellen, and I'm Adam Cravens.